New Year's resolutions don't work. This is a topic that I've been interviewed about many times. And I remember in 2007, in fact, it was 2008, New Year's Day, about 12.30 in the morning, I was being interviewed on BBC Radio London. And it was Raycon who later on became my friend. Now, the idea was to interview me for 10, 15 minutes, but we ended up on the show for about one hour 20 going into the ins and outs of why New York's resolutions don't work. In this episode of this 12-part series of self-mastery, I'm going to share with you one of the most powerful ways to make your resolutions work. My name is Harun Rubani and I've been teaching this kind of stuff since 1998, 1999. I've been applying it a lot longer and I promise you what I'm about to share with you works. First of all, let's explore why New Year's resolutions do not work. Number one, one of the biggest mistakes people make is to set a goal, a resolution, because that's what it effectively is, set a goal which is not theirs. It's something that's not aligned with themselves. They've learned it from the self help industry, personal development, a coach, a mentor. They've seen it on TV. They've seen family members set up these same goals and they've gone for the goal. And in truth, it is not their goal. And as a result, their higher self or their subconscious mind is going to sabotage that resolution. Is it a surprise why 64% of people give up on their resolution within four weeks and 91% of people In total, by the end of the year, they've just failed in their resolution, meaning only 9% of people succeed. Imagine you're doing a skydive and you take on a parachute. You're going to take a jump and there's only 9% chance that the parachute is going to deploy. Will you do that jump? Of course not. You're not mad, right? And yet people year in, year out set resolutions. And it could be any time of the year set goals, which just is designed and set up to be a failure. One of the best ways to know that this resolution or this goal is not yours is because somebody needs to motivate you to do your goal. If you need to be motivated, it's not your goal. If it's something that is high up in your values, as Dr. John D. Martini says, your hierarchy of values, if it's higher up there, you're going to be inspired. You're going to be energized. People aren't going to need to push you out of bed. You can jump out of bed to get things done. For example, I love doing work which involves speaking on the platform, meaning professional speaking. Nobody needs to say, Haruna, are you going to get there on time? I'll be way ahead of time. I'll be there before, long before the presentation starts. I'll be there long after it finishes. Nobody needs to energize me. My energy is there. So nobody needs to motivate me to become a professional speaker or do whatever I need to do related to professional speaking. But if I needed motivation, that means that is not my goal. So it's the wrong goal, wrong resolution altogether. The next reason why resolutions don't work is because it's not a priority for you. Here's an example. I've worked privately one-to-one with hundreds of clients and thousands of people over the years, but particularly in healing. Here's what I do with someone who's trying to change their life. Let's say money. So if they've got problems with money, I ask them a series of questions, one of which is what matters most about money to you? If they come up with only one or two reasons, I know that they're struggling with money. 
On the other hand, say they have a good relationship with their partner and I ask them, what matters most about your relationship with your partner to you? They're going to come up with dozens of reasons. So what I found is people who are highly empowered in one area, for example, the relationship, they'll have loads of reasons. Whereas where they've been disempowered, they've disempowered themselves, by the way, they will not have enough reasons. So what will people naturally do? They will naturally migrate towards that thing that inspires them the most towards that thing that is a priority to them. If your resolution isn't working, it's because it's not important. And I'll explain later on how to make it important. Another reason why you know it's not a priority is you're too busy watching social media, watching TV, having a lie in. And another reason may be because, and it's highly likely, that it is not in resonance with who you are, meaning your set of values, your hierarchy of values, your core driving values are not aligned to this resolution that you've set yourself. Another reason why people don't achieve resolutions is because they've made it too realistic and achievable. When I say too realistic and achievable, it's so easy. They procrastinate on it, they hesitate, they deliberate because they've got too much confidence that they're going to get it done. And in the end, they do not get it done. And this is very relevant to people who are in education, in relationships. We take it for granted. Yeah, things are going to work out. I'll get it done lastminute.com. But lastminute.com is always too late. A lot of coaches will tell you to make these goals realistic and achievable. Make it small. But you know what? I go the other way. Make it massive. Make it big. Make it so big you start getting nervous. Start getting butterflies in your stomach. You start browning your pants. Sorry. It's got to be big enough as an overarching goal. But... On a day-to-day -day basis, it's got to be achievable. We'll explore that a bit later on. Another reason is because their goal or their resolution is not strategic or tactical enough. In other words, the plan, the overarching plan is not clear to them or it's a mess. And even if you've got an overarching plan, so you're clear of what you want and who you want and so on, if you're clear about that, on a tactical level, on a day-to-day -day basis, they have not got a set of actions lined up to make this resolution work for themselves. Another very big reason why New Year's resolutions and goals don't work is you have too many clouding your vision, clouding your focus. You don't get clarity about what to do, where to go, who to get involved with, and so on. So just imagine someone like Michael Jordan, for example. He was a basketball player and... He probably trained 6 to 12 hours a day practicing basketball. Imagine him playing basketball and baseball at the same time. Something's got to give. He's going to end up mediocre in both. And in fact, he did turn to baseball for a while. But then when he went back to basketball, he did way more better than he'd ever done previously. So stay focused on one or intention at a time. It's very important to measure and monitor your resolutions, your goal. Progress, progress, progress. If you don't monitor it, what if you were going in the wrong direction? What happens then? You know, when people don't achieve their resolutions or their goals, their self-esteem drops. So it's very important to keep on top of this continuously. And it can be easy, by the way, if you stay focused. So that's another reason why people don't achieve New Year's resolutions is they are not monitoring and measuring their progress. The next one is accountability. Who are you being held to account? So what do I mean by that? Do you have a coach? Do you have a mentor, a partner, somebody who will just say, hey, how's it going? You said you're going to do this. How 
going? What's stopping you from moving forward? What's making you move forward? So you need an accountability partner. The next reason is people do not feel supported. So you've set yourself a goal and a resolution. You want support, you need support. No one man or no one woman is an island. Even self-made millionaires, billionaires never did it by themselves. The greatest sports people, the greatest leaders, they all have a support structure where there's one person or many people. So make sure you have a support network. But not everybody will come on to that later on. A very, very important area is a lack of discipline, which is the reason why people fail in their resolutions. What do I mean by discipline? Discipline meaning no matter what, you just continue going, control what's within your control. And disciplining your disappointment. Sometimes you do something, you expect a different result than the one that you've got. And so what happens? You get disappointed. You know what? Get over it. Learn how to discipline your disappointments. This means developing emotional resilience to be able to go through that roller coaster ride without losing the faith, without losing the vision. And the final one where I really feel strongly people fail is they are focusing on the wrong thing. What do I mean by that? You set yourself a goal. Say you're doing a degree. My sons, both of them are currently doing their degree. So let's say you're doing a degree. All you're looking for is to get a first class or a 2-1. If that's all you're focusing on, then you're going to miss the day-to-day -day challenges you've got to deal with. And you end up with a low grade anyway. So you must focus. Set your goal. Focus on your day-to-day, -day, number one, your activities. The outcome are not in your control. They are influenced by your activities. If you focus on the things that are out of your control, then you'll never do things that are within your control. So focus on controlling the controllables. In the world of business, I used to sell medical equipment many, many moons ago. We could not control the sale. I couldn't anyway. So you know what I did? I controlled the number of calls I made a bit on a daily basis, the number of appointments I turned up to, the number of conversations I've had, the number of follow-ups I've had, before the meetings, after the meetings. So taking as much controllable stuff into my own hands, taking ownership of that. And then as a result, hopefully, you've got the sale. It worked for me. I was number one salespeople person for two major corporations. Did very okay in that. So control the controllables. Now let's focus on what it is you can do to make your resolutions work. Number one, have clarity of vision. Know what you want, what you really, really want. The end result that you're looking for, what does it look like for you? So if you're in a relationship, what does being in an amazing relationship look like for you? Imagine you're describing it to me. Well, Haroon, I'm with my partner on a beach in Bali, whatever it is. What does it look like for you? Number two, what does it feel like? So having achieved the outcome, what feelings are you getting? These are critical, critical factors. What does it look like? What does it feel like for you? It's different for everybody, by the way. Number three, still within second part of this. Number three, what does it sound like? So you're in Bali. Are you hearing the sea breeze? Are you hearing music? Each other's voices, birds, bees. What does it sound like to you? What does it smell like? Are you smelling the sea breeze or the water, the seaweed? What does it smell like? What does it taste like being in that relationship with your partner, with your soulmate? And you can apply that to the world of business. You can apply that to your health. You can apply that to money, whatever it is. At least use your five senses to 
truly understand what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, tastes like. And the sixth one, what do you know to be true? So for example, if you're in a relationship, you don't know if that person's going to love you or not. But you know that you can bring all your kindness, caring and compassion into that relationship. So you know that's the kind of person I am and that's what I'm going to bring to the table. If it's to do with your studies, you know that whatever result you get, for example, you're going to celebrate. You know that within your gut. It might be the other way around. You might be the kind of person who will whinge and moan whatever grade you get. So decide what you know to be true. No guesswork here. Next thing, how do you make this in alignment with who you are? First, does it align with your values, your resolution, be it losing weight, which we're going to talk about more later, losing weight, quitting smoking, getting a promotion. Does it resonate with your values? For example, my top two values are freedom. So I ask myself, does this goal, this resolution, is that going to bring freedom for me and freedom for others? Another one is compassion. Am I going to still be able to be compassionate or do I need to be a hard-nosed person? If it's hard-nosed, it's not for me. Number three, is it going to allow me to be my most creative version of myself? Well, if it doesn't, then this goal isn't aligned to me. So you're going to do that with all your core values, whether they be five driving values or a hundred driving values. It's very important that you have all your core values aligned. Of course, the next thing you've also got to ask, which a lot of people don't ask is, is this going to tick the box for my insecurities? What do I mean by that? So you might be somebody who hates being stuck in a job, stuck in a situation. So if it's going to be a relationship, is this the kind of relationship which is going to make me feel like I'm stuck because we have a codependent relationship? She's constantly or he's constantly relying on me. Or it could be you're somebody who likes to be validated and affirmed and just basically you like people pleasing and you like them to please you. Is this relationship going to be with someone who is happy to be standoffish? Because that might not be for you. Or it may be a relationship you want where you feel like a family unit rather than two independent people. So is this going to create community, a family level community or a wider level community? Is this right for you? So there's a whole bunch of questions you're going to be asking. But the thing is, make sure not just your values are ticked, make sure that your insecurities are not compromised. Otherwise, you're going to sabotage that resolution. Here's the good news. When you align your values and your insecurities, you bring it together, according to one of the top uh, psychiatrists or psychologists, I believe, in the UK, uh, Professor Adrian Furnham, when you bring that together for a goal, you, my friend, are on purpose. The next thing is intention. Because really, this whole entire video is all about intention. What is an intention? And intention is just this knowingness, this certainty that something's going to happen because you are going to do what it takes to make it happen and you are expecting whatever outcome. You are in a sea of information, an energy field, not just your energy field, beyond your field. So I'm in a room full of intentions, a room full of energy and information. And when you set a singular intention, it's like you're gelling every single atom, every single bit of information together. How powerful is intention? Well, there's entire books being written on it by my friend Lynn McTaggart, The Intention Experiment, The Field. Go and read those books and find out what you can do with an intention. Because with intentions, you can heal yourself, 
you can heal others with intention you can attract an amazing relationship into your life with intention you can transform your financial wealth and abundance so intention means i intend to take action in alignment with that whatever your intention is so instead of calling it a goal instead of calling it a resolution call it your intention dr john d martini said something absolutely brilliant which is this if you have 100 people in a room all competing for the same kind of outcome the person with the greatest clarity of vision and certainty of intention will rule over that intentional field you literally influence people's emotions through intention so have clarity of vision certainty of intention next turn your intention into an obsession i used to do kung fu many years ago i started when i was 14. excuse my language but i used to eat kung fu sleep kung fu ship kung fu what does that mean kung fu became my dominating thought my dominating feelings my dominating practice can you see why it's important to only have one intention at a time so how do you do that well set your intention and write down a hundred if you can't do a hundred by the way you're going to struggle that's the truth write down a hundred selfish reasons why you choose to realize this intention for example if your intention is to become financially abundant make it selfish you might say well without abundance it will it, i choose to not i wish to i choose without money to take my sons on a trip to bali and where we can spend two weeks having an amazing time going on adventures getting massaged going in the sea that's one reason another one might be i choose to take my partner out to the ritz hotel for example for dinner on her birthday it's very selfish another one might be i choose to have a tailor-made suit that i'm going to use for my talks at the professional speakers association another example very very selfish here's why you make it selfish because the thing that will sabotage you is your ego your ego is going to say hey you've got this intention it's for everybody else but what about me that ego is going to sabotage you with success so whatever your intention is even if you're helping someone for a charitable cause make the reasons why you're doing it selfish towards you so you for example might be raising a hundred thousand pounds for an important charity so you got to say okay what will that allow me to do well this will prove to me that i can raise a hundred thousand pounds it makes me boost my self-esteem or self-worth you can be selfish even in charitable deeds and then finally so there's only five make your plans a systematic approach so have a clear vision but then have a step-by-step guide where you do little actions tiny pieces of actions every single day until you've achieved your end result now one of the most powerful ways I've ever seen this being done and I've ever used this. I've employed a system called the Massive Goal Principle. I won't talk about it today. I'll talk about it in another video. But you can access the Massive Goal Principle training. Very low cost trading, but your life will change completely. The link is in the description. So what kind of intentions can you set? Well, one of the uh, common ones is losing weight. That's an absolute rubbish intention on New Year's resolution. Instead of saying losing weight, you say, I choose to be healthy. Now, one of the big issues with people with obesity or weight issues is they have insulin resistance. So you might say, I choose to be insulin sensitive. If you want to find out more about that, watch my video on insulin resistance. It's a very big one because if you become insulin sensitive, 
then guess what's going to happen? Your weight's going to drop off. Another way to deal with this is you might say, I am going to be totally comfortable when I walk, when I wake up, and I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to be full of energy because a lot of people who want to lose weight usually have chronic inflammation, which means they also have chronic pain. So instead of saying pain-free, say you're going to be comfortable, full of energy, flexible, and so on. So change your language. Another kind of intention that you may choose to have, and a lot of people do, is they want to go to the gym more. So instead of thinking, I want to be a bodybuilder at the end of the day, instead of doing that, focus on developing the habit. Habit, by the way, takes more than 21 days, more than 30 days. It takes 66 days. So tell yourself, I choose to form the habit of attending the gym three times a week. And when you do that, you need to do it for at least 66 days and then it will be automated. Or you might say, I choose to make yoga practice my habit. Or you might say, I choose to make meditation my daily practice. Again, it takes 66 days. The other area that a lot of people want to do is they want to quit smoking. Instead of saying quit smoking, replace it with I choose to be healthy. I choose to have healthy lungs. Another resolution someone might make is, I want to make lots of money. No, don't do that. Say to yourself, I choose to create awesome value experiences for others and get paid handsomely. Or another way you might say is, I choose to allow $10,000 or £10,000 to come into my account comfortably and easily. You might choose to learn a new skill instead of just saying, oh, I want to learn coding or something have a very specific end result and you know what stretch it out make it really something beyond your comfort zone and then diligently work towards achieving that so there are several phases to creating an intention number one you've got to ask yourself why what is my big why is this aligned to who i am that's phase number one phase number two what does this look like feel like sound like taste like smell like what do i know to be true phase number three own the experience Act as if you've already achieved it. You're putting out to the universe. It's already done. Number four, make sure that it's in alignment with who you are, what you stand for. So the next thing to consider is what are your dominating thoughts? For example, when I was doing Kung Fu, my dominating thought was, I am the British champion. I wasn't as yet. I had a few years to go. I am the British champion. And eventually I became that. What are your dominating feelings in context of that intention? Is it a sense of confidence? Is it a sense of superiority within yourself? You need that in martial arts or any kind of combat sport. Is it a sense of inner peace and bliss? Is it a sense of love? So what are your dominating feelings? And there'll be two or three which are core dominating feelings. You've got to feel them because these drive your dominating thoughts and your dominating thoughts trigger your dominating feelings. And this influences the intention that you're putting out to the universe. I already mentioned about the massive goal principle. Make sure you plan it out using a system like that. I am not a fan of um, smart goals, which is smart goals on a daily basis, meaning is that realistic and achievable on that day? But as an overarching goal, no, that's going to lead to damn mediocrity and I ain't up for that. Do you want mediocrity? Hell no. So, well, I assume that's your answer, by the way. Otherwise, you won't be watching this. So, Make sure that it is a massive goal. The link is below if you want to find out more about massive goal principles. And then finally, let go of your attachment. You know, you've got so much attention, you're paying to this particular intention. Where attention goes, energy flows. You've got so much attention that you're paying to it. However, don't be desperate. Allow yourself to 
unfold the story. Say, for example, you're a filmmaker, you've made a movie and people are about to watch the movie on the, on the cinema screen. How irritating it would be if everybody wanted to get to the end of the movie without watching all of the movie, right? It's crazy. So let your intention unfold like a movie, unfold like a story. There's no rush. It will unfold one way or the other. So here are a few other things worth knowing about intention. Law of attraction, a lot of people go on about law of attraction, think and it becomes, well, here's the problem with law of attraction. None of the people that I know in the movie The Secret sat on their asses and just materialized things. No, they took action. After consistent action, you're gonna start having appalling power, meaning other people are gonna notice that this person is going in this direction. And that pulling power is called traction. When you continuously have that pull on people, there are going to be other people coming into your life and it doesn't have to be just people, but there'll be a momentum created where synchronicities are going to happen and you're going to think, hey, this is law of attraction. No, synchronicities are happening because you took the initial action and you've done all the intention setting. So law of attraction is all about action followed by traction followed by attraction. Very important, I mentioned earlier on, do not have too many intentions. Have one major overarching intention. The good news is that your intention doesn't have to be year-long. I, I recommend go for 90-day intentions and then break it down to 30 days. From the 30 days, break it down to 7 days and then 7 days, make daily intention and work towards those. And the cumulative effect you will find is it speeds up your intention process. I will emphasize it in all my videos again and again. I'm going to repeat it again and again. Stay focused. Know who you are. Know what you choose. Know your intention. Where attention goes, energy flows. Do not take your eye off the ball. But also keep in mind, of course, be flexible. Sometimes things don't work out exactly how it's how you intended to be. You know what the saying is? Humans make plans and God laughs. Here's an example. One of my clients was looking for an amazing soulmate and she described him to absolute tea, including silver or white hair, six foot three, broad shoulders, Italian. She found all of that in the guy. She's from London and she's Asian. She found that guy, except he had black hair. Now, if she was very stupid about it, she'd say, oh no, he's got black hair. I'm not gonna go for him. And she's gonna say no to everything else. Be flexible, be playful, be adaptive with your intentions because what the universe has got planned for you is probably going to be better than what you have planned for you. Now, a lot of people believe in telling everybody about your resolutions, everybody about your plans. Here's a biological reason why not to. When you are achieving a goal, when you when you start striving towards something and you achieve it and then you tell people, you get a massive dopamine surge. The dopamine is a motivator. It gets you motivated to go to the next step. If you tell everybody that, for example, you are going to be 10 stone or 10 kilogram lighter in three months time, six months time, here's what's going to happen. You tell everybody you're going to get that dopamine surge and you will not have any enough motivation to continue doing your intention. So don't tell everybody, only tell one or two people. You've got to tell at least one person and make sure that person is someone who will support you, who will challenge you, whether it be your partner, best friend, mentor, coach, whoever it is, just make one person. You can tell a handful, but do not tell everybody. There's many other spiritual reasons why not to tell everybody, by the way. Just 
stick to one or two people. Finally, I've got a whole bunch of other tips that's going to help you to stay on track. Number one, remember I said massive goals, follow the massive goal principle. Number two, make sure each and every daily activity, the daily activity is achievable. For example, if you're working full time and your activity is related to something personal or fitness, then you can't spend eight hours a day doing that goal. So make sure it make sure it's actually very realistic on a day-to-day -day basis, just on a day-to-day -day basis. When you watch a massive goal principle workshop or the video I'm gonna do, you'll understand. Number three, focus on developing rituals and habits rather than the end goal. Have the end goal in mind. For example, the end goal might be you wanna lose weight, but make your attention towards the rituals, the rituals of turning up to the gym, getting changed, getting showered afterwards, the rituals of doing the different exercises and doing it for at least 66 days to turn it into a habit. Focus on that rather than the outcome. Next one is control the controllables. You cannot control what's going on outside. You can influence it, but control what's within your capacity. We've talked about that to death. Control what's within your reach. And then review your intentions. Is it going in the direction you're going towards? Or do you need to change your, your intention altogether? For example, I wanted to become world kickboxing champion. But by the time I won the British championship, I thought, huh, it's not for me anymore. So I left it. I left martial arts so I can focus on my career. And, you know, you might think it was disappointing. No, I wasn't disappointed. I was very happy I did that because it was the right thing to do for my highest purpose, my higher self and the highest good of others as well. You'll find that if you're a pilot flying from London to New York, 98% of the time your plane is going to be off course. And what do pilots do? Their job is to tweak so that they can go back into alignment. So there'll be many times you're going to be off course. And if you monitor on a regular basis, then you'll be able to tweak and keep yourself on course. Which leads me to tweaking, measuring and monitoring. Make sure you monitor regularly, make sure you tweak and adapt accordingly. And finally, praise yourself. You know, when I say praise, I'm talking about have gratitude for the work that you've done and the achievements that you've got on a daily basis, not when you've achieved it. That's such a anti-climax. Do it on a daily basis. This has been a long video. I've just given you about two, three day workshop in one longish video. Please watch the video again. The timestamps are there to help you to go to the point you want to get to. Make sure you put it into practice and give me feedback. Let me know how it goes. You know, you can change your life. It's in your hands and I really wish you the most magnificent year ahead. Thank you very much for watching. See you tomorrow.